Father, I release your grace over this message. It's not a popular message. It's not a message that people want to hear. But I'm bringing the mind of God to bear as a responsible pastor. Lord, I ask that your spirit will rest upon this message. You will take the message practically from my mouth. You will plant it in the heart of your people. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, my Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. April has been declared as our month of reset. April 2020 is our month of reset. Psalm 103 verse 6 a message. Please, you, I want you to open to that scripture. Psalm 103 verse 6 a message version. It says, God makes everything come out right. He puts victims back on their feet. That is reset right there. God makes everything comes out right. He sent forth his word and his word is them. I speak into your life this morning wherever you are that through this crisis, God will make everything come out right for you. Amen. As many as are invested with coronavirus out there, by the power of God's word, he puts the victims back on their feet. I decree by the power of God's word, everyone that have been invested, that are still alive, Lord, I pray you put them back on their feet Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. And as a church, God makes everything come out right for us. As we pass through this crisis, God will make everything come out right for the church. Amen. God will make everything come out right for our nation. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. What does it mean to reset? To reset is to restart. When your PC, your computer, or your handset is malfunctioning, or is slowing down, you can restart it. To reset is to restart. To reset is to re-establish. To reset is to restore. To reset is to readjust. To reset is to realign. To reset is to re-initialize. So that is the meaning of reset. Therefore, I speak to your destiny. I speak to the destiny of our nation that this day, this year, this month, the Lord will reset our destiny. Amen. To restart is to restate. I pray God will restate Canada Amen. in faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. As many as have wandered away like a bird out of his nest, may the God of heaven reinstate us Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Although 
he said it's not in scriptures. It's not in scriptures. But you cannot deny the existence of research in the scriptures. The evidence of research is clear in scriptures. For instance, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the earth. But it doesn't stop there. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And verse 3 of Genesis chapter 1, and God said, that is research there, and God said, that is research there, God reset the cosmos. God reset the universe. God reset the chaotic situation that is the soul. I decree, therefore, every chaotic situation we have found ourselves, every form of crisis that we have found ourselves, this is the hour of reset in the name of Jesus. That is reset for you there. Another reset I saw in scripture, as I run through my scripture, was the case of Adam and Eve. When they messed up in the scripture, in the Garden of Eden, when they messed up, and God took the skin of an animal and clothed them with it and drove them out of the garden, God, in order to reset the garden, in order to reset his people, in order to reset humanity, in order to redeem us back. And that is why he said to Satan, he said, the head of the woman will bruise your head. You will only succeed to bruise his head. That is to tell you that God is in the business of reset. I decree whatever has gone and missed in our life, whatever has gone and missed in this nation, the God Almighty, he will put us back it will put, it will reestablish, restore, restate, readjust, realign this nation, our faith, back to Him in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Another research in scripture. I look at Noah and the flood. That was a reset. When God destroyed the earth with the flood, in order to bring out another human race, God wanted to reset it. That is what God is doing. And the Lord said to me, about four weeks ago, when I was seeking the face of, I said, God, what is happening with coronavirus? And the Lord said to me, as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Noah. And that took me back to see what the days of Noah looked like. Therefore, when you heard about the flood and Noah, God was doing nothing but to reset it, to reset human race back onto what it should be. To reset the world back to what it should be. And when you look at the, 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 the Ezekiel in the valley of dry bones, I see another reset there. The Lord said to Ezekiel, walk through the valley of the dry bones. Look at it. He said, look at this. Can these bones live? He said, thou knowest, O God. And the Lord said to Ezekiel, prophesy, son of man. Prophesy to these bones. And the Bible says, as as Ezekiel began to prophesy, the Bible says, and Sneel, Ezekiel 37 verse 6, and Sneel came upon it, and the flesh came upon it, and the skin came upon it, and the breath came upon it. I love that scripture. What God is doing there is to reset the tribal side. I decree over your life this morning 
Whatever is dry and hopeless, eh? by the power of God Almighty, reset experiences coming your way in the name of Jesus. Hezekiah 37, verse 6. And I will lay snow upon you, and I will bring God flesh upon you. Reset. I will cover you with the skin. I will put breath in you, and you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. That is reset there. Have you forgotten Isaiah 43, verse 18? Where the Bible says, Remember not the former thing, neither the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. It shall spring forth. Shall you not see it? That is a reset. That's what God is trying to do. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert so that the beast of the feet will honor me. Come on now. The beast of the feet will honor me. What, what is happening in our world today is to bring the world to his knee so that the world will honor Jesus. So that they will come to know that Jesus is Lord over the coronavirus and over the entire humanity. That is what God is doing. And God will do whatever he will do to bring us back to himself. The death and the resurrection of Jesus is nothing but a reset. When Jesus rose from the dead, I see a reset in your life. Amen. I see a reset in your business. Amen. I see a reset in your marriage. Amen. I see a reset in your physical body. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Except a corn of wheat fall to the ground. It abides alone. But if it falls, it will die. If it dies, it will bring forth much fruit. That is a reset right there. That is a reset right there. And I told you the things we are looking at this month. We are looking at social reset. After now, we will need to do a lot as a world, as this generation, to reset our social interaction. So we need a social reset. We need a physical reset. We also need emotional reset. And finally, we need a spiritual reset. But I'm going to take the most important one there, which is the spiritual reset. And what do I mean by spiritual reset? The spiritual reset is a spiritual rebirth. Spiritual reset is a spiritual reawakening. And why am I talking about that? The spiritual governs the physical. And that's where to start. And I speak to you as God's people in your house. The theme of my message to you, you are watching me out there. The theme of my message to you is spiritual reset. It's superior to social reset. It's superior to emotional reset. It's also superior to physical reset. And that's why I'm taking that right on. Spiritual rebirth, spiritual reawakening. And why do we need a spiritual reset? You might want to ask. It is necessary to get us ready for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And now this is one concept that is rare on the pulpit. The subject of rapture is no longer common, but as a responsible pastor, who is heavenly bound, who is looking towards the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, I need to remind my congregation, the people of God, blood-bought, redeemed of the Lord, that we should, and we should be alert. We should get ready for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know why? The unfolding event, they appoint us that 
Jesus is very close by. And I'm bearing my heart to you. I am bearing the heart of God to you. This is what God has laid in my heart. What we see is just a warning signal that people need to get ready. I remember Jesus speaking. He said, as it was in the days of Noah, he said, like a thief in the night, meaning that it will catch people unawares. When people are sleeping, that is when Jesus will come and the trumpet will sound. I don't want to lead the people that is going nowhere. I don't want to lead the people that will remain here when the rapture comes. In the name of Jesus, when the rapture shall come, when the road will be called up yonder, you will not be missing. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The event of our days, they are telling us that we are very close to the end of age. And I don't want to, I don't want you to be caught unawares. What are the event of our days? You know that take your time to read Matthew chapter 24. Maybe we should go there. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24 to remind you that this is no joke. This is no joke. Matthew 24. I know you know it, but I want to remind you. Remind yourself. Reset your mind as we go there. I read from verse 3 of Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24, verse 3 beginning. And Jesus speaking, and he sat upon the Mount of Olives. And when Jesus will come, that is where he will touch down. The Mount of Olives is in Jerusalem. That is where he will touch down on his coming. And now he's talking about the event that will lead to his coming. As he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately. I'm reading the King James Version. Say, tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming? And of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Meaning that many will be deceived. Take heed that no man deceive you. Verse 5. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and they shall deceive many. And I think you know that's, that scripture has been fulfilled. There are many, many out there who claim or proclaim to be Christ. They may not use the word Christ. They may use the word Messiah. They may use the word that they are the one saint. They may use the word that they want to have the solution. Jesus Christ said, don't, don't, no, no, don't be deceived. Many will come in his name. Many will even declare, I am Christ. Some will even name themselves as Jesus Christ to deceive the world. They will do miracles. They will do incredible things as it were in order to sway people off. But that is just one sign. Number two, We've seen that fulfilled in our days. Number first, we know what is happening in the Middle East. We see nations rising up against a nation. We see that already. That it says, see that we are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. 
Many we be seeing a lot of wars around nations against nations. They are precursors. They are prelude to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse seven: For nations shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, devastations, hunger. You may be eating three spoiled meals in your days, but there are nations where there is terrible famine. People can't eat, no food. There is drought. Now, these are the characteristics of the, of the end times. Look at that scripture again. There will be famine, that's number one. There will be pestilence. And that's what we are experiencing right now. Coronavirus is a pestilence. We have seen a number of them in the past. And more are still coming. The one that people will not be able to name at all. They will be able to give names to it. So this one has name. It's coronavirus. The ones that are coming won't have name. And if it doesn't have name, they can't find solution. So, so there will be pestilence. Look at that. An earthquake. 9.0 magnitude of an earthquake. Terrible earthquake. We saw the tsunamis. We saw that and diverse in diverse places. Look at that scripture. It said, all these verse 8, all these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted. Talking about believers. Have we seen that? They are bullying Christians now. They are harassing horrific attack on Christianity. We see that in our days. Don't forget the ISIS. How they are killing Christians. The Boko Harams. How they are they deny Jesus. If you don't deny, we will kill you. And that is what is happening now. Tell me, if Jesus comes tonight, all the signs have been fulfilled. All the signs have been fulfilled. So, the next agenda in the prophetic plan of God is rapture. What is rapture? It's being caught up into the heavens. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 and 17. It talks about it. The rapture is the next event. So, get ready. And that's why we need a spiritual reset as it was in the days of Noah. Look, let, let, let me come a little bit. Let me come a little bit to our contemporary world. Huh. To our contemporary world. Let me come a little bit. Don't you realize that right now our world is moving towards a single world government?
They are making everything cashless now. I can't remember when last I hold dollar, cash. I mean currency in my hand. I don't. All I need to do is just to tap. So everything is becoming cashless. I mean, look, look at that. Gone were the days when with the credit card you have to insert and put your pay. No, they are not doing that now. It's, it's, it, that, that is old. That is obsolete. What they are doing right now is that a time will come when it will be a ship. They just put it on. You just use your hand. You don't need card. Just, just, just use your hand. Because the ship is inserted. And that is the level. So they are increasing our spending capacity. In other words, if your, if your spending limit is 2005, at this time, they said they will, they will up it maybe to 3005. Digital currency. That is the level we are in. And all the, all the union, I'm telling you, they have their common currency now. European Union, they have their euro. They have their euro. So, the point here is this. This contemporary event, they are a gang up to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. How can I tell you, church? The nation of Israel became became a nation in 1948. Listen to this. They were scattered all over the world. According to biblical prophecy, the Lord said there shall come a time when my people, the nation of Israel, will come together. I mean, it didn't look real at that time because they were scattered all over. But in May, May 14, 1948, the nation of Israel was born. And they came from all over the world to form the nation called Israel in 1948. And in 1980, the nation of Israel recognized Jerusalem as the capital. Now, two years ago, only Donald Trump, I told you this last time, it was the first nation, America was the first nation to now recognize Jerusalem as the capital of a unified Israel. Now, these are pointers. We are fulfilling prophecies without knowing. But you will not be caught up on God's bed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Donald Trump did that in, in 2018. 70 years. 70 years after the nation of Israel became a nation. 70 years in between, and you know the significance of 70. The nation of Israel was born in 1948. Donald Trump recognized Jerusalem as the capital in 2018. 17 years in between. Now, if you are a Bible student, you should know. Put that those stuff together. You will see that God is walking up towards something. You will not miss out in Jesus' name. Amen. It is my, my greatest desire. It is my greatest joy of my life to get to heaven and see you. To see my wife by my side and see all my children by my side, both physical, biological, and spiritual. And that's why I'm reaching out to you that we should be on our guard. Don't be driven by any other thing. Let your spiritual reset take place. Even now in Jesus' name. Romans 13, Romans 13, Romans 13, verses 11 to 14. And I want you to, I'm reading it in message. 
I want you to hear it out. Romans 13, 11 to 14. He said, why all this stress on behavior? Because as I think, you have realized, the present time is of the highest importance. Oh, oh, oh. The present time is of the highest importance. It is time to wake up to a reality. Hmm. I can't say, I can't overemphasize that. It is time to wake up to reality. Every day brings God's salvation nearer. The night is nearly over. The day has almost dawned. Let us therefore fling away the things that men do in the dark. Let us arm ourselves for the fight of the day. Let us live clear, clearly as in the daylight, not in the dinner, not in the delight of getting drunk or playing with sex, nor yet quarreling or jealousies. Let us be Christ's men from head to foot and give no chances to the flesh to have his fling. What a warning that Apostle Paul was giving the church here. Let us wake up to the reality. It is time. It is time to wake up. Every day brings God's salvation nearer. And as I begin to wrap up now, his, his spiritual reset that I'm talking about, it is time to deepen our spiritual root. A lot of wind is blowing. It is time to deepen our spiritual root now. Why? Because of the strange doctrines? Because of the false teachers? Because the love of many is waxing cold. Jesus says something that jotted me. He said, because of the adversities, the day has been shortened. In other words, if the original plan was 2040, God is saying, I'm bringing it to 2030. So God fast track it. So that he said, because the love of men is waxing cold, he said, so that I won't lose as much people. So your route has to go down in times like this. Can I tell you now? With the coronavirus, the faith of men has been depleted. Fear has taken over. You need your root of spiritual need to go down as we go into this, into this, into this season. Can I tell you? You need to feed your spirit, man. Feeding your spirit is like gassing up your car for a long haul. It's like putting gas in your car. Many of us are running low on the gas. Come and go to your gas station. Go and get the gas in your tank. Because the journey ahead of us is tough, it's real. Let's go over there and get spiritual gas into our tank. Let's dig deep into the word of God. Because that is the only thing that we survive when the time comes. Hallelujah. Amen. It is time to reset. It is time to reset. It is time to replace that fear with faith. It is time to reset. It is time to replace that anxiety with adoration. It is time to reset. It is time to change, to replace, to reset your worry with worship. 
It is time to reset your panic with prayer. It is time. The hour has come for your fruit to go down. Let it go in the deep down. Let me share this with you quickly. How do I ensure that my root go down? The Bible says, may your root go downward and your fruit upward. How can we ensure that our root go downward this time? Number one, by the word of God. Hear the word the word says. Nothing compares to the word of God in the life of a believer. Job 23 verse 12. Job 23 verse 12. I have not departed from the commands of his lips. I have treasured the word of his mouth more than my daily bread. Before you take your bread fast, the word of God must go in first of all. That is how to decay your spiritual root. See what Job said. See how Job survived the crisis of his life. I have not departed from the command of his lips, of the lips of God. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my daily bread. Job 23 verse 12. The word of God must be kept in our heart to draw upon them in times of crisis. In times like this, the word of God must be kept in our heart. Not the fear, not the panic, not the worry, not the anxiety, but the word of God must be kept in our heart, in our heart to draw upon them in times of need. Job 22, verse 22. He said, please receive instruction from his mouth and establish his words in your heart. That is how to decay your spiritual root. Please receive instruction from his mouth. That is God. And establish his words in your heart. Job 22, verse 22. That is how to decay your spiritual root. The word is such a treasure that it must be found by digging deep. The word of God is a treasure that must be found, not on the surface, not superficially, that must be found by digging deep. And once you find them, it must be eaten. You don't find them, nobody cast a pear before the swine. You dig it out, once you find such scripture, eat them. See what Jeremiah said. Jeremiah 15 verse 16. Your words were found. This week I speak into your life. You will find the word of God. Amen. For that issue, for that situation, you will find the word of God. Amen. Your words were found and I ate them. And your words became for me a joy and the delight of my heart. For I have been called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. So find it, eat it, and then it becomes part of you. It becomes your treasure. By storing the word of God in your heart, sin will be far away from you. And even when temptation comes or rises up, the spirit of the Lord will raise a standard against him. Oh, thy word have I hid in my heart so that I will not sin against thee. So you must store up the word of God in your heart. That is how to decay your spiritual root. Number two, how do I decay my spiritual root? How do I how do I reset 
my spiritual. How can I sell my, myself spiritually? Number two, trim your lamp. Hmm. Trim your lamp. Trim your lamp. I remember the story of the ten virgins. I remember the story of the ten virgins. They were virgins. So they were Christians. But not all the Christians made it to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Some were foolish. Some were wise. So, salvation is all commas. The marriage supper of the Lamb is not all commas. Matthew, let's check it out. Matthew 22. I was, I was surprised when I saw this in my scriptures. Matthew 22. Let's go there. I wrap up now. Matthew 22, verses 10 to 13. Salvation is for all comers, but the marriage supper of the Lamb, the rapture, is not for all comers. No. Matthew 22, verse 10. See what the Bible says. It's talking about the marriage dinner. Verse 10 says, So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they could find both bad and good. The servant went out to go and call him. He said, come inside, come inside, come. The banquet is ready, come. The good and the bad entered. They all came in and the wedding was furnished with guests. Verse 11, I'm reading Matthew 22, verse 11 now. And when the king came, came in to see the guest, he saw there was a man. This is what John told me. He saw there was a man which had not a wedding garment, which had not a guest, even though he came into the wedding, even though he was invited. But when the king came in and he was going and greeting people, he saw a man who had not the wedding garment. What did he do? Verse 12. And he said unto him, Friend, how did you get here? How comest thou in hither? How did you get here? Seeing that you don't have a wedding garment. How did you, although I called everybody, but not everybody is meant for the, for, the, for, the, for, for the banquet. How did you get in? And he was speechless. Verse 13. Then the king said to the, to the servant, bind him away and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Salvation is for all comers. But the wedding ceremony is not for all comers. So we need the marriage supper of the Lamb is for those whose garments are white. I speak into your life this morning that your head will not lack oil. Amen. I say your head won't lack oil. Amen. Your garment will be white. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is the candle light of the Lord. Here is my conclusion. Fear is contagious. So also is your faith. Coronavirus is contagious. So also is your corrosive faith. So also is your corrosive faith. Which one are you carrying today? Corrosive faith or coronavirus? Which one are you carrying? Which one are you carrying? The time is set for you to replace 
they fear with faith. The time has come for you to reset and take away that panic and put prayer there. The time has come for you to take away that worry and put worship there. The time has come for you to take away the anxiety and put adoration of our God into your heart. I want to appreciate our government. I thank you so much for what you have done. Thank you for the stimulus packages you are releasing. Thank you for the millions of dollars you are releasing. Thank you so much to take care of families, to take care of the elders, to take care of business owners. We appreciate that so much. But one more thing, I understand in Genesis chapter 47, verse 15, there was a time in Egypt when money failed. They had money, but they couldn't buy nothing with it. So money is good, but this problem is beyond money. I call upon our leaders. I call upon this nation. We need a spiritual rebirth. We need to do like the city of Nineveh, who returned and repented, and the Lord had mercy upon them. Hear the word of the Lord. Hosea chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, a message version. He said, come on, let us go back to God. Although he hurt us, he will heal us. Amen. He, he hit us hard, but he will put us right again. In a couple of days, we will feel better. Oh my goodness, you hear that? Yes. In a couple of days, we will feel better. By the third day, he will have made us brand new. And that is what I see coming on upon us, upon this nation, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Alive and on our feet. Feet to face him. That's what the Lord is trying to do. To get our attention. To take us back to our root as a, as a faith-based nation. I speak therefore that the Lord will walk through this message. He will walk through the heart of our leaders. Amen. From our city to our province. Amen. From provinces to the, to the, to the federal government. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. From now things are looking up. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. On Thursday, last, this last Thursday, I I got the statistics of um, the effect of the coronavirus. Over one million people have been inf inf infected. Over one, one million people infected. And we have 52,000 deaths out of them. And 210,000 got their recoveries. And I, and I stood down to see, okay, let me get the percentage. When I did the calculation, it was just 5% of 1 million that died. And 21% recovered. Now, I'm not minimizing the plague as it were. But I'm telling you that it's not as terrible as we have been told. So stop listening to the news. Stop listening. There are people out there who are still in the basement for the past four weeks. They can't come out. They thought if they come out, that the coronavirus is on the streets. 
Go out and enjoy your life. Maintain physical distance is okay. You may not want to shake people, it's okay. But take the fresh air. Enjoy what God has given us. I want us to pray. Are you ready for the coming of the Lord? Are you ready? I want us to pray. Number one, Lord, let my heart be right with you. Make my heart right for you. Make my heart right for you, Jesus. Reset my destiny, reset my heart. In the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, let my heart be right. Reset my heart. When my handset is not working properly, I know what to do. That is what they call soft reset. A hard reset. Reset my heart for you, Lord. Let my heart be right for you. We are coming close to the end of it. Rapture is almost here. Lord, let me not be found wanting at your appearance. Let no one under my leadership be found wanting. Jesus, you are the great shepherd. Help us to remain clear. Help us to make our life ready for you, Lord. Who? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Now, hear me. Hear me this. Hear me. What is pastor saying? Should I stop my education? Because rapture is here? No, sir. That's not what I'm saying. Should I stop my wedding plan? No. That's not what I'm saying. Should I stop walking? No. That's not what I'm saying. Jesus said, nobody knows the time except my father. Among the first prophet, they've told us several years ago that Jesus is coming on a certain date and people stopped walking. They went and sold their property. They were doing all kinds of things in preparation for a particular day. And the day came and nothing happened. Jesus said, only my father had so there is no scientific calculation that anybody can do to know the time. Therefore, keep doing what we are doing. But keep heavily focus. Keep heavily focus. Keep on doing what we are doing. But let heaven be your focus. When we were to move to this country, and we did our application for um, what's it called now? The highly skilled immigrant um, application. We did it sometimes in 2001 or so. And then the September 11 attack came. And then we didn't hear anything from Canada. Me and my family. And then we put everything on hold. Because they were saying, okay, they will soon come, they will soon call us, they will soon call us, they will soon. Months, years was coming. Because at that time, because of the September 11 attack, I think Canada just shut down every application. They shut down every application. And I told my wife, I said, come on, let's keep on doing as if we are not going. <laughs> I said, let's keep on doing what we are doing as if we are not going. It was within that time that we built our house. That was when we had the roof over our head. We were suspending everything at some point. But we kept doing what we were doing. And then 
the approval came. Today we have a house in our home country. Why am I saying this? I'm not saying after now, you should go and break your computer as the pastor said. <laughs> the pastor said, rapture is here. No, 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 no. Keep doing what you are doing. As long as it is holy, as long as it's, it's, it's normal. But keep heaven in focus. And the Lord bless you. Amen. Lord, I release your blessing upon this nation. I'm asking for your mercy. Mercy is all we need. Upon the government. Let them do what is right, Lord. In spite of all the all the all the plan, all the program they've put in place to reduce this spread. Lord, let them come to the reality that this is a spiritual problem that we need to address. I'm looking up to God that our nation will be like Nineveh, that turned over to God, where the leader, the king of the land, he commanded everyone, every man, woman, children, animals, to go on a fast. And the Lord turned his anger, and the Lord hid their land. I'm asking, Lord, that you will touch the heart of our leaders. Whatever has gone wrong, I pray for mercy, Lord. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. And as a body of Christ, help us not to deepen our root. Amen. Help us not to deepen our spiritual root. By laying hold on the word of God. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we pray. Praise. You will see me in the kingdom. Amen. Watch and pray. For we know not the hour or the time when the Son of Man shall come. God bless your week. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you.